0: and this is y2k movies a podcast about the films of the 21st century this week we are looking at 2009's friday the 13th a group of young adults visit a boarded up campsite named crystal lake where they soon encounter the mysterious jason Voorhees and his deadly intentions directed by marcus nispel written by victor miller damian uh miller damian shannon and mark swift friday the 13th 2009 was released theatrically february 13th you guessed it 2009 um i want to say that i was there uh for opening night or at least somewhere in that weekend this was a big fucking deal when this movie came out um and given now that i'm putting dates together pretty sure i went with my buddy mike and uh i was laid off at the time and i just remember being absolutely floored by that opening scene um not not the flashback to 1980 but the the um the scene with uh night ranger and the kids trying to get weed in the woods and the kids having sex in the tents and it just kind of had everything that i was hoping to see from a Friday the 13th movie started off very strong and um i'm not gonna say that it got worse from there but uh let's just say that if it wasn't for you danny i probably would have never thought to bring up this movie so what made you want to cover this one this week so usually i like to watch friday
1: the 13th during summer like it's a, it's a summer horror. It's, it's campy. It's, uh, literally both right, you know, <laughs> both in the, in the movie sense and the, uh, waka waka the, waka the atmosphere. Waka. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I'm to be honest with you out of the slasher genre, Friday the 13th does not rank very high on my list. However, the 2009 Friday the 13th does. I, I really like it. And, and obviously we're in the 21st century movies. Uh, we don't get to talk a lot about '80s like icons, as in Freddy Cougar, Jason Voorhees. Uh, we got to talk about Michael Myers, but like typically, we don't. We you know that mm. we don't talk about it, uh, especially since people look at this movie they don't really like this movie. Uh, same thing with like the first night or the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street. A lot of people right. hated that right movie. I actually, what? I liked it. It, it. I liked it. Uh, yeah, maybe we should talk about that. Like, maybe we do another episode uh, and I'll talk about like okay. why I liked it, and if not, then we can talk about that just personally <laughs> later. But uh, and then you know, Halloween came out. But like, I think Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine, this happened, and because of this happened, Halloween happened. Like, I actually believe. Like, obviously, Nightmare on Elm Street took the same route, but like if we're if we are going to rank uh those three movies Halloween and then Friday the 13th 2009 both of those to me beat out Nightmare on Elm Street but like the formula is is what to me kind of inspired the newer Halloween series to come out and that is doing a requel so this movie uh throws away basically like if you want to know what happens in friday 13th part one through three and then even the final chapter fucking throw those out the door just watch 2009 because it basically happens all at the beginning (laughs) it shows you the first like like i think the first 10 minutes of the movie is all in like you know the black and white grading it's going through like all those old kills and then and then uh you you know and then you finally get the title scene, by the way. <laughs> How about that? What was that? like 25 sure. minutes into the movie? like man, it was long. It was long. I actually think I looked into that, and I want to say that uh that was the longest like prologue of like any horror movie ever. So that happened, and then you kind of and then the final chapter happens, which the final chapter was one of my top Friday the 13th. Um, but like now now I don't need it. Friday the Thirteenth, two thousand nine, covers four movies in one, and I feel like, and it's a sequel. It's definitely like I don't look at it as it remade those or anything. I'm just saying that like for, for somebody like I, if I'm watching Friday the Thirteenth, man, chapters one through or parts one through three are really hard for me to get through. Like I don't know if it's because when I was a kid, it it was one of my mom's more liked ones. So like. It was always on, but like they are boring to me. <laughs> they are they they are even though they are iconic, and I I will definitely watch them, and like I will still have a great time watching them. They're just boring. Like like I appreciate Friday Thirteenth for what it is, but it it just I don't know. Like it to me, they're they're kind of stale. This movie right here, other than the nineties uh Fridays, this movie right here really I thought brought it back to life. It made Jason scary. I thought it did a very good job of explaining that, you know, he doesn't just appear out of thin air. He travels through tunnels. (laughs) And I thought that was really cool that, like, that they were, that they, instead of going that route, like, you know, the other uh, ones did, this one took a more, uh, I I don't want to say, like, realistic route, because it still is pretty like out there. But it is like at least we know how why he's getting to places so fast. And you see the motherfucker run like crazy. Like I I don't know. I feel like I feel like for a slasher film, especially even of the 21st century, I think this is a great slasher movie. Like I feel like anywhere between uh you, you get your good old-fashioned uh heart generic characters, right? So hard that I'm pretty sure Cabin in the Woods knocked the, off like their character group. I think they chose from this movie. <laughs> like, that's how it felt to me. Like, that's literally how it felt to me. Also, this, is, this was made by Michael Bay. Well, it's produced right. by Michael Bay, uh, which you should be able to tell because it has that fucking douchebag in it, which I actually love him. But uh, Von Winkle or whatever is, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's, he's Clay. Right. He's the guy movie. from Veronica um, Mars
0: and Party Down.
1: And transformers, and I want to say one of the final destinations, and uh, he, it might have been it from what I know of, but um, they, they also had another guy that was reoccurring for Michael Bay's uh like portfolio, which was uh, Aaron Yeo. He was the the guy that does the boot, uh <laughs> after beer pong, which. That was just awesome. But he also does De Serbia.
0: uh-huh
1: Which uh you know, with with Shia LaBeouf and I wanna say Michael Bay may have also produced that. Um, if not him, I feel like Michael Bay has a production company and I should have looked into this, but uh his like you he has his fingerprints on like anything with him or the va- the, the the Winkle guy and Shia LaBeouf, like in that span of two thousand seven to like twenty twelve dude it's just his seeds are everywhere and i i never really noticed it cuz i don't know if you knew but did you know uh a nightmare on elm street the remake was also produced oh, by yeah, Michael platinum Day? dunes
0: it was this was the era of the platinum dunes okay remake. so platinum yeah, dunes yeah yeah
1: okay right so uh which also it's kind of funny cuz platinum okay so Nightmare on Elm Street and then Friday the 13th is the darkest movies I think Michael Bates ever been a part of. The lighting in Friday the 13th, if you didn't have your lights off watching this movie, it was pretty hard to see what was going on on the TV, I will say that. Luckily for me, I I turn off the lights, uh, usually when I watch movies, so... But I don't know, man.
0: I I just I really like this Friday the Thirteenth. Well, good. I think it's important that somebody did. Um, I, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I I've always been very ambivalent towards the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. I I never liked them as much as I like Freddy. I am a diehard Freddy fan. Um, the Nightmare on Elm Street Same. movies are are uh like I don't even know how I would describe. Is it. like rush compared to Friday the 13th's fucking winger. You know what I mean? It's just like... Friday the 13th yeah. is just a byproduct of the cheesy 80s um, culture. This is what we were doing. We were producing these things every fucking year. And...
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a knockoff of basically Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah, and Halloween.
0: But it was, it was never campsite. that... It was never that creative. It was always... if You know, for me, I think... Because um, I have watched all these movies, I have seen all these movies as a kid, and then when I was probably um, maybe less than within the past ten years, um, I rewatched all of them. I think they were all on Netflix for a while, and I, I sat and I rewatched all of them. And we were, we were texting the other night when I was watching this because I knew you were going to ask me which my favorite ones were, and I was trying to remember <laughs> which ones were which, and I fucking couldn't. Like I can't even. I obviously you remember one, okay, and I remember two because he's got the bag on his head. But three through right. fucking Manhattan are all kind of interchangeable. I know you have the Tommy Jarvis trilogy in there. There's not a lot of mythology. There's not a lot of um, concrete lore. He, you know, they, they they took bigger swings with the Michael Myers character than they ever did with jason Voorhees, and i feel like freddy krueger even though they kind of compound they, they they build upon his lore as the movies go the whole like son of a thousand maniacs his mom was a nurse was a uh, uh nun that was raped in an insane asylum that stuff really doesn't come in until like later in the franchise those first few movies are kind of right. vague about who krueger is but still right. I feel like there's development there. There's we're building on it. We're we're creating this fairy tale. We're creating this lore. They never really do that with Jason. Right. They just kind of make him like weak to certain things. Sometimes he can't well, swim. Sometimes, yeah, the- you know, it's <laughs> like, it, it, and and Jason goes to hell. So here here's here's the other thing too that you have to remember. I saw the the all the other Friday the Thirteenth movies on USA up all night. And this was edited for t v so it was kind of choppy, and stuff would be almost to the point where it didn't really make sense um I would see these edited movies that were all kind of like whatever. but when Jason goes to Hell came out, which I think is like ninety three or ninety four my mom took me and we saw it in the theater, and we had to go to a we had to go to um one of like the off movie theaters, not where we usually went, that had a decidedly more urban audience and it was my first time seeing a movie in that environment with people that would yell at the screen and seeing Jason goes to hell in that environment was so awesome and so like i i i hate to use the word character defining for me but it was a it was a very big moment in my adolescent development right and i loved that and i loved that movie and i still love that movie because it's fucking weird and it's got a story and it comes up with some bizarre explanations for shit um that's why jason keeps regenerating is because it's not the same body the worm leaves the one body and goes to the next one and then that person turns into fucking jason um it's funny what you brought what you just mentioned about the tunnels Cause I didn't even pick up on yeah. that. I was like, "What's with fucking Jason in these Vietnam-ass tunnels that underneath the Kirstow Lake?" Well, that would be <laughs> why he pops up in different places is because he's got a tunnel system. I right. never connected the dots there. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed like that whole like the okay. So a thing to
1: also look at like with the Platinum Doom remakes in a general right, like even including a Nightmare on Elm Street, is that. These films really kind of it it brought a different perspective of the characters. So, in the original Friday the Thirteenth and in the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, it was about the kids. Okay, the new movies, uh, the 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 reboot and then the sequel the, or the requel, uh, kind of put in more stuff about like Jason. Like I felt like I understood jason more in this movie than i did in the first at least parts one through three because you know really those are the movies that i guess kind of defined him as who he was as a as a uh as the legend of horror or one of the legends of horror but like same thing with a nightmare on elm street you know the first film i think freddy krueger was only on screen for like eight to eleven minutes or something like that it was but which is fine because that movie like him his character itself was terrifying enough, where he didn't have to be present on film to give you scares. Now, but however, it still focused so much on Nancy. Where in the uh, remake, it still focused on Nancy. But boy, did you get those uh, character developments for who Freddy Krueger was before? he turned into this burned man and you kind of got to see his past. You saw how he looked like you saw how he was with the kids, which come on, that's creepy. And like, I feel like a lot of people gave that movie shit and I liked it because I saw a whole different perspective and I like big swings, you know, Halloween ends. Look at that. I loved Halloween ends, but like this Friday the 13th gave it where it, it, it brought, jason kind of down to earth and it also made him uh again like to me it made him kind of scarier made him uh a a something that you you know like you'd be looking in the woods and next thing you know this fucking guy with the hockey mask is on and not to mention uh but he doesn't find the hockey mask till like 30 or 40 minutes into the movie so you have the sack on his head and this him running with that sack on his head is so much more intense than the second, uh, part, uh, like Friday, 13th part two. But like, man, he shows emotion without even showing emotion. Like he's, he's the ultimate Irish father. Like he, (laughs) like he, whenever he gets in a fight with that one guy and he like, you know, he gets punched in the face. He dude, he got pissed. He took that personally. And then, uh, he runs out of the fucking, uh, I guess it's a boathouse or like or whatever. The lake house or whatever. Um, yeah, the shed, the boat, the shed house. Yeah. They will just call it a shed, but he runs out, you know, after he just fucking, first of all, that man was punching Jason Voorhees in the face again. Jason took that pretty personal and he fucking throws a damn ax <laughs> at him, which I also, I did have in my notes, um. Oh, uh, let me see. Uh oh, Jason got really good at those camp games. Actually, the bows and yeah, just being uh, creepy. Yeah, archery and just being creepy. Like I liked how his kills resonated with camp life. I really enjoyed that. The that sleeping bag kill was actually pr- that it might be my one of my favorite kills in the whole franchise. The the one I I know the one kill where he actually like starts slamming the campers. But I just that scene of the chick screaming in the sleeping bag above the campfire and him just standing there looking at her boyfriend. It was so dude, that was such a, a great scene, the intensity there. Again, he showed emotion without doing anything. And I think this is one of those movies that uh, you get to see Jason Voorhees kind of get angry or, or he start getting sad with his mother cuz the uh the sister had the medallion on her uh around her neck that the, or the necklace whatever she had uh that she took from her mom or his mom but like i just enjoyed that that was something that they were able to to do sleeping you know? bag
0: kills what is the what is the gag in Jason X when they're on the holodeck and um they they make it seem like is do they cut back and he's just beating the beating the sleeping bag against the tree, or or that's but that's yeah, from another that's what he's movie doing. too, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Where there's people in the sleeping bag and he beats it against the tree. Yeah, it's, he does that twice, right? Jason Exon and yep. an earlier one. Okay, right. Um,
1: yeah. At least I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty, and I, I want to say it's the final chapter, but I could be wrong. I, like, like you said, dude. I'm not gonna lie to you. It is hard to remember. What movies are which? Just like when you text me about like the enchiladas. <laughs> bit, I had to, you. You're lucky that that bit made me laugh so much that that I, that's how I remembered it. Like I mean immedi- I mean, which I I'm pretty sure I did. I think I texted you immediately what it was, but um, no that, like that like yeah. Friday Friday Thirteenth has this really bad time with with its identity in each movie to the point where realistically it's just one fucking big ass movie and jason x was okay like I, I i it's a lot of fun when you're high but uh jason goes to hell is which i think we've talked about in the past before but that is definitely that's oh, also my that's favorite. my number one um, jason
0: x is my number two it's yeah that's my number jason one jason x is my number two yeah and then really because at least it's fucking no, something no. different it's like jason and space and david no, I in agree. It. Like, all right i mean and then because the, the thing is yeah. is that and i'm not saying any movie could be number 3 but like any movie could be number 3 i you you could just pick no, I got four that. yeah. and that's i'm not this is the problem i think with this franchise is that it was this was just you went and it was very disposable you would go you would have a good time you'd see some tits which they're the boobs the boobs in this movie is the best throwback to fucking Previous Nightmare Friday the Thirteenth movies because of the weird plastic fake tits that you used to see back in the day, right? Um, The the breasts in this movie do not look normal. They they're they're tan and hard, and they they except
1: for except for the uh, sex scene, Uh, the the one with hers are uh, a little bit better,
0: but yeah, but uh, still they didn't. I mean, he even says to her, "What's the line?" I wrote it down. He goes. Your tits are stupendous. No. That one. Your tits are so... No, he says your tits are Your tits are so juicy, dude. You got perfect nipple placement.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He said, yeah, he's talking to her about it. Yeah, uh, yeah, Trent uh, Trent was saying that to Bree. Which also, how about that? How about the the audacity, the balls, to basically your girlfriend leaves to go find a missing girl, so you fuck...
0: And then the she's like the girlfriend's the banging on the door like, and they don't stop.
1: Door? And, and he's like, yeah, and he's like telling like, get the fuck out of here. Like, damn. But I will say, Brie, uh, she was a pretty it's, attractive I, lady. I, I know we're
0: doing uh we're doing two shows today. We're doing this and how high. And uh listeners hopefully you we listen to these two episodes back to back. And um I will say there was a weird there was a weird like through line between these two movies about the insanely jag off boyfriends that somehow are like, dating the love interest to the point where you almost have to Dude. look at the love interest and be like bitch what the fuck is wrong with you like why are you with this I've guy thought about that like there's no redeemable i literally was thinking no about redeemable that redeemable qualities the, and how high at least they kind of make an offhand comment oh bart's the reason i got into harvard but like seriously like there, and, and this is not i don't want this to turn into picking apart for the character motivations in Friday the 13th because like come on that's like fucking kicking the slow kid but like there's so much stuff in this movie that just doesn't make any fucking sense like the fact that she would let Jared Padalecki's character into the fucking house when he shows up and she knows that she knows that him and the boyfriend just had a dust up in the convenience store. Then he accidentally knocks on the door trying to fucking p- post his flyers. She invites him in. He goes in. And then she, like, can't believe it when there's a fucking altercation. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? <laughs> or like you said about him, like, the balls on this guy. To, like, be banging this chick and your girlfriend comes home, and then to keep fucking with her on the other side of the door, and then when you do leave the bedroom, right. freak out because um because they're back and then and, yeah, and, because I, and listen, they're back and, and not to mention all of it you brought up the uh, the one character who uh got the axe in the back he's also got some really cringy lines about being the only black guy in the house which okay whatever uh also the also the, one of the only characters to be able to lay hands on jason um which i'm sure went over great in the audience it's just like It feels very, like, at times. But I will say this. I was sincerely disappointed that this did not lead to more movies. I don't think this movie was perfect, and I'm not a fan of the Friday the 13th aesthetic in general. But I would have liked to see this make more movies. And it's really weird. I think with that team. It's really bizarre that it didn't. You know?
1: I think with that team of of everybody that was there i i'd like i agree with you they should have been able to do that and i think i again i think they got for some dude between this i think nightmare on elm street probably killed that because friday the 13th had like two or three other movies in the pipeline and then they kept getting pushed back and then there was supposed to be like a tv series and then that never
0: happened now there is and yeah. now
1: uh i'm pretty sure yeah, now I'm hearing that there or I've read a couple times that there was another T V series that they're trying to put and a movie that they're trying to get out there. And I wanna say it's on it's supposed to be on Paramount Plus. Yes. Yeah. But um I I just don't like you're right. Like I felt like this was successful no, enough. it made
0: money yeah. to
1: promote sequels. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. And uh also though, like how especially with the uh the ending obviously you knew that was going to come but the 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 nice little change at the end with the final girl kind of switching up right like i remember when i first saw this as a kid uh like back well you know 2009 like i remember i was like oh shit they killed her i didn't see that coming i thought they were all three going to get out because movies were kind of doing that there was they they moved away from just the final person and occasionally they would do two or three uh like different characters surviving this one switched it all the way all the way around so instead of uh the supernatural guy can't remember his name right now um and then the disney chick the love interest i'm sorry i'm really i think her name's like danielle something uh let me look just to make it more so real quick (laughs) uh jared put yeah,
0: little
1: is that his name? And then Danielle Panabaker, uh, Jenna, and then Clay, which also, by the way, Clay and fucking Trent. Come on. Two two names going against each other. But uh, they killed her off. And then Clay, who was looking for his sister, Whitney, uh, that was like the whole missing person thing at the beginning. They're the ones that survive. And then, obviously, Jason... Busts down at the end of the, at the dock and grabs her you know, a nice little shout out to the original ending of the original Friday 13th. I thought it was tasteful. I didn't think it was disrespectful. I thought that it, it took a lot from the, especially the first three. And again, I I would include the final chapter in that they took from four movies and I thought they did a really good job. Um, I don't know. I I know that a lot of people, you know, didn't like it, and that's okay. But you know, I'm I'm here to like it.
0: <laughs> the TV series that's premiering <laughs> next year on uh, on Peacock is A twenty four's Crystal Lake, and it's being um, the showrunner is Brian Fuller.
1: Oh, it's who okay. did
0: Peacock. Hannibal? Did you ever watch Hannibal? It's good. No, but yeah, I I've heard really great it's not, things it's about no it. No bullshit. Yeah. It's pretty good and uh so he's the showrunner for crystal lake which a24 is friday the 13th series so take from that what you will but i remember the original friday the 13th tv series that was i was old enough to watch that on tv and um it was really bizarre it was like somebody inherits like the, like uh, like the Voorhees home with all of the junk in it and they sell it and everything in it is like haunted. So like, there's like a lamp that they sell. It's like an antique store with like all their old junk or something, and like they sell a lamp, and it's not an ordinary lamp. It's a haunted lamp, and then that episode's about the haunted lamp or something. <laughs> it's like it was. It was a very strange use of the the brand. You know, I was gonna. I was gonna say was, I th- I'm pretty sure I've seen a couple episodes of that, and
1: I've actually almost bought the series because the series always comes at Walmart or target during halloween but um i it's like an anthology oh, series right it's almost like a what, twilight zone but it's like centered around
0: no Crystal it's like it, so here's the thing maybe i my recollection of it was that it was centered around all of their old stuff and every episode was yes something uh, okay. different episode one it's it's about a mirror gotcha. episode two it's about a lamp episode three it's about a pair of dice. And then every episode, somebody takes it home. They, it's like an antique store like gets all their shit, and then sells it. And the customer comes in and buys it. And then you, that week's episode is about the customer and whatever misfortune befalls them because they bought the Voorhees fucking silverware set or something. And it's like it's, but it's a real weird way to do that. And it, I'm looking at it right now. It looks like it went on for seventy two fucking episodes. So that's a long time. Yeah,
1: like I mean, there's. I was gonna say it had like a. A th- like a f- three to four season run so i mean that's why i always thought that it was i don't know my mom said that she liked it but again like my mom she like i i would say that friday the 13th is her favorite of the big three and i i absolutely disagree with that but i think it's because of how much halloween and a nightmare on elm street scared her as a child i think i think that's why friday the 13th she's like oh i love it so much and i'm just like it's so bad <laughs> but no, like I uh, could- I don't know. I think it had its
0: time and place. I think that if you were a kid in the '80s, these would be event movies that you would go with your friends to go see, and you would just show up, and you'd watch them, and that would be it. It, And I think that like it wouldn't matter if you had seen the last one because there wasn't there wasn't home video, there wasn't cable, there wasn't streaming, so it was like. there was home video but like people didn't own shit right so it's like if you were a teenager in the 80s you maybe you saw part three and then maybe when part four came out you had the mono that weekend and then part five comes out and you go with your friends to go see it (laughs) and there there is no overarching mythology really that you have to pay close attention to and you're just walking in and it's like the same shit again for 80 minutes and i could see how in the 80s that would be something that kids would do and it would be a big part of culture and those movies would make a lot of money but i think in retrospect us now you know how many years later watching them on streaming devices i don't think they have i don't think they're relevant anymore and i and i once again to go back to nightmare i feel like that's fucking high art (laughs) especially the gay one it's my favorite one like no i (laughs) i I
1: I think it is too. I think I think a Nightmare on Elm Street is I honestly a Nightmare on Elm Street ruined slasher films because the first one achieved so much and it had a bigger budget. It had uh better acting. The writing was better. The stage was bigger. Uh it was not just horror but it was like a mix of sci-fi and and a little bit of of uh like I don't like you really like the other things you could run and hide this is something that you, you couldn't hide from. You couldn't even I... sleep. Like Nightmare on Elm Street was was something that if you went to sleep you died. You know, uh Jason and you know uh a Halloween, that was like if you had sex you died. Right. <laughs> so I just I don't know, I, I enjoyed the uh I en- I enjoy these franchises. I do because I am a fan of of horror. all all shapes and sizes i do not care if and and i do i will say the friday 13th franchise is is lower on my list but during the summer season i enjoy watching these campy ass horror films that you know kind of suck but at the same time you're right they had their place and i like that and sometimes when i watch these movies actually it kind of bumps me out because i'm like man i missed being like getting scared of something new like this you know like like could you imagine being a kid and like seeing like like i remember as a kid seeing I nightmare on elm street but it did not have the same effect that it did on like my father like my dad talked about how like when he first saw that film when it came out and he saw it he was like i didn't sleep for like a couple days he was terrified to sleep and i watch it i'm just like shit this thing's cool but it's because i'm watching you know something that was made in the 80s it has like the this it has a little bit of stop motion uh art and it, it has like all these things that it somewhat might be goofy today, but for me, like as much as I love those films, no, they're not scary to me. But even the remake, though, to me, I thought the remake of A Nightmare on Elm Street was scarier than the, I'm than not the original. F- <clears throat> I thought they focused fo- on that one, and but like I mean, he's no Robert England, right? But he's not Freddy because Freddy Krueger was. This killer who had sass, <laughs> you know? The Freddy Krueger in uh, the the new Nightmare on Elm Street, that was not the Freddy Krueger. None of the Freddy... Uh, uh, I guess the closest Freddy Krueger that would have been to would have been a new Nightmare, maybe. Wow. But like... Even a new Nightmare Freddy, what it was fucking. Dominant. I'll just say you know this right mean?
0: here: no slasher franchise, be it Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare, or Friday Thirteenth or Halloween, reaches the artistic heights of fucking New Nightmare. Like, not nothing fucking oh, comes close to that. That's something you could only get away with in a Wes Craven Freddy Cougar joint. Um, it's so funny that you mentioned not being afraid because that is my last note uh, in my notes of when I watched this the other night. Is that um, I'm going to sleep just fine tonight? I'm not scared at all. Which honestly ended up not being true because I came across all that content about the serial killer in Chicago. <laughs> so I was up. I was up super right. late that night anyway. But um, no, it wasn't it didn't have anything to do with this movie. This movie was not is not scary. Some of some of the gore I think was a little cringy. That's all you could really hope for with these movies. Um, the bear trap but stuff you know was kind of neat. It, was,
1: it had the most. It was, but it had the most blood, in the I... whole franchise. It had, it was the most gory, and to me, it was the most like hard R, like rated R movie, like out of the franchise. To me, this was, and, and that's why I think I like this one so much. If I had to put it anywhere in, in the franchise, it, it it does sit behind Jason Goes to Hell for me. Um, so this is my second favorite entry into the franchise, which. I'm going to get stoned. We're probably going to lose listeners after this. But but it is.
0: I would put I'd put it in my now, top it's 5. it's way
1: different though on yeah. yeah, top 5. I mean, it's not, but that's not bad either. But like you're right though. After your top 2, all the other movies are interchangeable. And that kind of sucks because it doesn't make any of them special to me. Uh Jason X, I like and even though that's not the best movie out of the fr- the Friday movie, it was it has so much. I don't know, like.
0: Yeah, I remember to it. shit and from it. Too. It, was yeah, it was different, different. I and think that's what I like about it.
1: Yeah, and I and I liked it, and beca- but because they fucking put Jason Voorhees into space, <laughs> and because of that, we basically got you know, uh, fright or, or uh. uh I knew you were going into space, say that. you know, or like, <laughs> but that's so. Yeah, but uh also we are talking about real quick. I think this is going to be my final thoughts. But um we talked about a little bit of the lore of Jason Voorhees and this movie to me other than uh Jason goes to hell, it, it has the most lore in it. And then also if you guys are interested in learning more, um the Freddy vs. Jason series actually was supposed to become like a trilogy, and it was supposed to have Ash from Evil Dead in it, and they did not make it, you know, because of uh, of rights and all this other shit. But um, you find out through the the uh, comic books that later got released for the story, you find out that Jason is a deadite. And that Freddy Krueger is a demon, so Freddy—they both come from the the Necronomicon, and or that's how they're like summed up. But they did it in such a good way. So like they kind of continue off of Jason Goes to Hell, because you know Jason Goes to Hell, the Necronomicons in it, and they have uh, Freddy's glove in it, which I—that was just like a, I think that was a tease for what they had right. in mind for the future. But I think that's really cool that you know they were able to put that in there and just you know we find out that he's a worm well in evil dead you know in ash versus evil dead we've seen deadites that were like worms and that they were in the people and like and then with uh freddy being a demon like you can almost see the similarities and i just was like i liked that they were able, obviously that was like a new line cinema canon thing and i'm i'm not sure if that's part of it now in all honesty like each of those franchises have like different timelines already so like if you want it to be canon then it's canon me personally i like thinking that jason's a deadite freddy's the demon and ash was the hero and it also just makes watching those uh franchises if you watch them pretty close weirdly it still makes sense like, how Jason keeps coming back. Well, he's a deadite. He doesn't die. He transfers bodies. It's not his... You know, just like they were going over and Jason, uh, Jason goes to hell. And then same thing with Freddy. Like, when Jason even kills Freddy. Like, you find out that, you know, Jason's not... Or, Freddy's not dead. He can't die. He's a fucking <laughs> demon. <laughs> he just goes back to hell. So, I didn't... Did you ever read those... uh,
0: there's no i didn't i don't know if i i don't know if jason needs to be a deadite i mean i guess i understand you're trying to loop it all together and for the sake right. of that movie or whatever or making that narrative work um okay fine you know it's like when they did the freddie versus jason movie and they tried to find a a way for these two characters to coexist like Okay, I mean, I guess you got to come up with something, right? Um, and it doesn't need to be that brilliant or ground shaking because you're doing Freddy versus Jason, you know. So making making them both right kind of tied into the Evil Dead mythos, like that would have pissed a lot of people off. You know, I I know it's it's crazy to believe that there's people that might be into Friday the Thirteenth and not Evil Dead. You think that that would be almost universal? Or it's more likely there's people that are into Evil Dead that aren't into Friday the Thirteenth but you know i don't i don't know i don't know if do all our horror franchises does everything have to be in a cinematic universe <laughs> you know what i mean like like what the fuck i mean it doesn't i i, I like i like the jason that jason goes to hell explanation was enough of an explanation for me where you're like oh well it's this fucking little worm that crawls in people and they turn into jason or uh Well, yeah, but they even bring... But
1: in Jason Goes to Hell, they talk about the Necronomicon and how it's connected with that.
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right.
1: So, like, yeah, so, I mean, they they made it canon during the time Army of Darkness came out. Think of it that way.
0: It was right around the same time.
1: So when Jason... Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's been a... it It was a thing, and these stories, they wanted it to come together, but rights timing, and then they... uh. New Line Cinema wanted Sam Raimi and everybody from the uh, Wes Craven, and then, uh, I can't think of his name, but the dude from Friday, they wanted all three directors to come together and make this film, and they were like, you can't do that. But then everybody else, they didn't want, you know, like Sam didn't want Wes Craven writing for Bruce, or like uh, Ash, and then, uh, but Wes Craven didn't want Sam writing for Freddy Krueger. You know what I mean? So it became a, okay, well, these are my guys. And then they tried to make it, well, why don't you write for your people? It, how do you fucking make that movie work? And then New Line Cinema lost its rights to one of, I think to, actually, I think it was the Evil Dead. And that's what happened. Uh, But, I don't know, man. I, I don't mind the the whole connected universe thing. And honestly, having Freddy connected with Jason might make the most sense. Right. Um, Out of Actually, if if you if I count Freddy versus Jason in the Friday Thirteenth franchise, that's my third favorite movie.
0: (laughs) From that franchise, we should do that one next because I have not seen Freddy versus Jason, and it's actually filmed
1: quite like the new Friday Thirteenth. It's it's pretty close. Uh, I think Marcus. Is it Nespel, the director of the 2009 Friday the 13th? You know, he did... His movies are kind of all the same. I don't know if you... Did you watch the 2003 Texas yes, Jets on Massacre? Yes, with Jennifer
0: Beals' nipples. Yeah.
1: Yes. That movie... I, that's actually... To me, that was one of the best remakes of horror, to be honest with you. Um, I really liked it compared to the first one. Now, I don't think it's better than the first one. Uh, maybe on the day. Maybe a certain day, I might. But... Actually, today, dude, I just bought the. I just got uh the 4K of the original and on Steelbook. I just bought it today. I went out to Best Buy after work, nice. picked it up, and came home. Yeah, so I I just put that. But yeah, uh, have you ever seen Pathfinder from no. uh, Nisbel? Came out in like 2007. That was okay. It was um. It's super. It's it's different. It's about a Viking uh like kid who kind of like comes into. A Native American tribe. Think of like 300, almost like mixed with prey. That's like the best way I can describe it. At least from what I remember. It's been a while, but that's how I would describe it.
0: Yeah, I would. I would. Uh. I would do Freddy vs. Jason. It's been with with the exception of the uh, Jane Silent Bob Stoners. That's kind of and then one of the Destiny's Child is in there or something or. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah she yeah, calls yeah. him a faggot yeah. and that was a big deal because yeah <laughs> oops that, that was, was a different time was. we were all younger back then it was a different but, time yeah i'm glad we watched this i i you know what I, I i i agree i think it's one of the better um one of the better entries into the franchise but it's a franchise that i'm just kind of lukewarm about in the first place so.
1: Right, no, I understand. If it's not my number one or go to summer like horror fran franchise, uh, I like I I really like the Sleepaway Camps, and then um, which honestly Sleepaway Camp might be one of the best summer horror movies to watch. Um, and then I also like the Wrong Turn franchise. Well, I like the first like two movies, and then they kind of go crazy. But the uh, I don't know if you ever watched the the latest Wrong Turn. But they did a pretty good job on it. Like, it might be better than well, the, the second, And it's totally different. It has nothing to do with, like, the West Virginia inbred, like, people. It, it like, has to deal with... Like, it's, it's totally... It's, like, people that are... Actually, it, it's kind of like... Think of uh, Viking Amish people. Like, that kind of community. Mm. But it's, like... And I want to say it's in the Appalachian Mountains. And they stumble across that. And they... They either die or they like become part of this like militia or clan or like this uh this compound. And but dude, it's like I actually I would really recommend watching that one.